0: Just wanted to thank you, and uh, thank you for loving the Muslims uh, all over the world, uh, one and a half billion Muslims uh, that are just, uh, they are so open. Uh, last week I was in Atlanta, we were doing a conference in Atlanta, and, and I don't know what has what happened, God has just sent me all these Muslims even to my renewal conferences. So it's uh, so one, one of the ladies, she just came there, fell down on her knees, just weeping and weeping, and She was taken up and saw Jesus. And during just, well, I'm just loving a Muslim, just looking there and bang, there. And she was totally transformed and changed just in a meeting. There was in Atlanta. So I'm sitting there just in the the, the, the lunch with the pastors. We're sitting there and she just run up at my feet and just weeping and weeping and weeping. And she won't stop because she had an encounter with Jesus. And I just know that that's what it's all about for me. And uh, uh, we we were in New York City earlier, and and just some other favor. I cannot mention the nation, but I was at the ELM uh, conference. I did their annual conference, and uh, I'm going to do that this year too. But ELM is a movement, and it's up of uh, New York. So I met with some of the leaders, and suddenly in that main service there that Sunday I was speaking, and suddenly just chased the rabbit. I was not going to go and talk about Muslim, but... Tonight I felt I was supposed to just, that's not going to be the message. But I just uh, recognized, I didn't know that it was a Muslim because he had taken out of his outfit. But somebody was in there. And I just started to share my love towards Ishmael and my love for him. And so it was just like a rabbit chasing. And I went back to my message. The meeting was over. And there was a guy that came had come in there. And I didn't know he's part of the royal family of a, a nation that I cannot mention here. And... Uh, uh, all of his outfit, many years earlier, had been in, in New York in school there in Rochester and, and get, went back home. And I found out actually that, that some of their family had bought one of the uh, this big race team from Norway, even. So there was a connection. But that opened up all these doors that invited me in and all the favor came in there. And it's kind of been like nation by nation that you just... Uh, Call it intentional or unintentional, but you're just loving Muslim on purpose. And something is changing in the environment. So I just uh, I believe that this is the greatest time to be alive. I mean, I tell you something: you should fasten your seatbelt. We're living during a 21st century slugfest. What the Holy Spirit is doing in the world. This is the time, and I'm just going to we're going to go into the mess. But I've I feel that I want to just to focus on that we have a proper world view. Just imagine for all of these people that lived during the first and the most important time in world's history. And I share with a school student, I can imagine the little boy that runs home to mama and says, Mama, mama, I don't want to play with Jesus anymore. He always thinks he is right. Just think if you were living in Nazareth at a time and you were a 12-year-old boy and was playing football and Jesus was on the opposite team. And you were always losing. And it's like playing against God himself. What I'm saying is there was a lot of people I did not understand. Say the word understand. They didn't understand the times they were living in. And as a result, they didn't know what, know what to do. If you do not understand at times, what you do not understand, and I know I've shared a lot in the school, but I want us to help the rest of us coming into an alignment. What you do not understand, you do not know how to value. If I do understand that this is a fine automobile, it's a brand new Corvette, I will treat it very differently than if it is a no-clunker. The understanding of the value has all to do with how much I value what I understand. When understanding the value, how valuable I am, by understanding that I will steward things. So what you do not understand, you will not know how to value. And what you do not know how to value, you do not know how to steward and to keep it. What you do not know how to steward and to keep, you do not know how to multiply And what you do not know how to multiply, you will not have authority over it. It's called just the stewardship of supernatural. It's a whole teaching in itself. But the reason I just captured a word, if you do not understand the times, the sons of Issachar, they understood the times. So what you do understand, you do know how to value. So when we're understanding that right now we are living in a time and there's a shift that is taking place. All over the world. There's a shift going on in America. We're right in the middle of a major shaking going on on a global scale. If you do understand the time, you will invest your time, talent, and treasure right. If you do not understand, you will not know how to value. You will be like a lot of the people right before Y2K that will run to Walmart, and you will buy generators, and you will buy guns like they had in Alabama, buy cabins in the wood, hoping that Jesus is going to rapture you away from this wall. That's if you do not understand. And all the time there's been people in history that did not understand. But we are living in a time right now where we have a clear understanding. This is the time to be alive. This is the time to arise and shine. This is the time to... And I just feel the presence of God is in this place. And, and I'm going to share a couple of stories just how quickly these things are spreading. I was... Um, just sitting in my car, and the presence of God got in the car, and I just started to lean my hearts towards one of the Assembly of God pastor. He actually is just in Argentina right now. But I lean my heart. I was just thinking about him. This is about four years ago, and I lean my heart towards. I just give him a call. So I call him. When I call him, as I'm on the phone with him, suddenly I hear, and it's silent. I didn't know what was happening. I found out later on that he walks in and walked by the secretary after he got back up on the floor, and she falls off the chair. They were going to have staff meeting. to come into the staff meeting, and the glory of God comes into the staff meeting. So when I'm going up to this, it's called Heartland Assembly of God in Ankeny, Iowa. When I'm heading up there, the senior pastor, Dave Olson, and everybody, there was an expectation. But we came there. The morning service went to the evening service, and from there, it just took off. The reason I'm saying that, but the glory of God came in to this place. We were there, and I still remember, in a setting. And it was this kind of a setting I felt today when we were worshiping. How quickly. Because you can move into quantum worship. And suddenly, what a little girl does here when she is swallowing around, or somebody do the shofar, can produce rain in the Middle East. Tears in Midwest produce rain in the Middle East. That's when you enter into a quantum worship. So the rhythm of heaven starts to flow. And from that very place, we just learn how to lean back. Lean me back, you're receiving. Leaning forward, you're releasing. Leaning back, you're being. Be still and know. I am God. Leaning forward, you're doing. When you're leaning back, it is the priestly realm. When you're leaning forward, it is the kingly realm. If you're going to be a lion on the outside, you have to be a lamb on the inside. So this whole rhythm of heaven started to take place there. And we're just learning how to steward the presence of God. So there was time we would just lean back. And then suddenly, we got to hear His voice. See His face. And every other face is going to look different after you've seen Him. Whoa! You will feel his love and it takes away all fear. You will experience in his presence and you will live in his pleasure. (laughs) So we are in this setting and then suddenly one boy just recognized what God is doing. He takes his cell phone, he comes up and he has his father on the phone that is shaking in Indiana that has Parkinson. He says, my dad has Parkinson," and right there, spirit just hit over the phone line and hits. And then from there, we just started, and things started to happen all around. People started to drive the next time, 10 hours to come to the services. There's lines on the outside. And I still remember Steve, he is up there playing guitar. He still played guitar. Many years earlier, I didn't know the story, but Steve himself, when he was in high school, his girlfriend became pregnant. This is before he was saved and had to take an abortion. And, uh, but in this aroma and this presence of God, Everybody, we were done. We were leaning back. And nobody wanted to move. And it was a mixture of the fear of God. We had it on Monday again in Castro. We had it in Dover, Delaware two weeks ago. We had it in Atlanta this week. But when that comes in there and suddenly things just starts to change, environment starts to change. Steve himself was taken up to heaven in a meeting. Many people were. We had at Castle Rock, Colorado, we had 30 people that was taken up in a meeting. 20 of them, their face was shining. They had seen Jesus. Help, 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 help. When the Spirit came back to Steve. And his spirit came back to Steve and he, he was there. I tried to interview him because we tried to learn this power of testimony stuff. So I was trying to interview but he couldn't talk. It was too holy. 24 hours afterwards, I was able to say, Steve, do you mind just sharing with me what happened? And he said, I don't know if I can talk about it. I said, Steve, just try to help me here because I can see your face. You're just messed up. And Steve said, well... And we didn't know the story. The kids are older now. He's married, happily married. He's part of the worship team. And Steve just said that he told me the story about how he had helped to pay for an abortion of his... And there's been something missing, no matter if you've gone through Sozo and restoring the foundation or Theophostic or anything, but there was still something missing. It's like the black hole because he realized that I have beautiful sons that are teenagers and everything else, but I should have had a daughter. But I never got to have a daughter and there's been something in him in all these years. And so suddenly, I can't remember the name, but I think it was Susanne or, or Susanna. But, but but just using that name that Steve was just explaining to me, he said, uh, I was taken up to this place, and there was Jesus. And he took me and opened up this door. And I came in, and it was this beautiful banquet. It was like a gorgeous... Uh, and then the music started. And then he says, I want to introduce you to somebody. Her name is Susan. And he said, I danced with her. I danced with my daughter. And when he came back, he was totally healed on the inside. And the environment just started to leak. From that very place, I learned something. And, and, and I had a spiritual father in my life. Heaven just came. And, and it was announced all over the world what was going on. And I just realized I went with my friend Randy Clark to Phoenix, Arizona. And the presence of God just fell there. Later on, we were up and uh, doing a healing school together. And, and one of the a, a long group of staff this was the first time i met him who is a best friend today dr bob phillips came up and and with all of his staff he says i want you to pray and the presence of god touched them and and it was going to be a sign i said you're going to see there's going to be eagles and when he came back to the parking lot in houston there was an eagle standing at the senior pastor's parking lot just waiting for it, and everybody got to see you, you you don't need to help god a whole lot because it's just this it's signs that makes you wonder so the next question, what are we supposed to wonder about? So so many of us, we get so distracted by the sign instead of making sure that we wonder about the right things. So Bob Phillips says, I want you to come down to encourage. And we came to encourage you for the first time. And I uh, go, go there four or five times a year now. And, and he has also a network of 300 churches. So we went to encourage your church and suddenly it came. <laughs> Whoa bob was out i was out uh, we were laying up there and we just wait we lean back whoa da, 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 da. Bum, bum. we were just leaning and resting and these waves just coming in, and in the glory there was a couple they were sitting on the second row they were sitting on the second row f- and uh, if i mention the ceo's name from new york city but from an evangelical background don't even believe in this type of atmosphere never been around but it would just guest visit gave him honor place on the second row. They said, could we have a meeting with you and Dr. Bob Phillips tomorrow? And we said, sure. Met in an Italian restaurant. We sat there. And she says, I know that it's hard for you to believe, but while we were there in this setting, she said, I, I was sitting there, and the next moment I was not there, and I don't know what was, but I met my grandpa, and I lost him when I was young, and never got to see him. And she started to describe the experience, and I said, don't, don't think it's strange. This is normal Christian life. She thought that she was maybe a little strange and unique because when the supernatural happened we do not understand that the supernatural is natural in the kingdom but from this thing is what i'm saying something spread there it was on us and one of the mexican leaders who had 30 40, people in stadium his name is juan carlos that has led this big prayer movement all over mexico many of you know at the start he came up because he was hearing. so he came and to the meeting and some of the leaders from mexico and the glory of god just started to touch and we were sitting in the car the glory was on us in the car we couldn't drive And then I I couldn't drive and then Bob couldn't drive and we were sitting there and eventually one Carlos was sitting with his face into the windshield 30 miles an hour in the middle lane and trying to. But the problem is that our body was locked up because the glory came into the car so when we were going to get off the highway he had to move his whole body like this to get off. When we came into IHOP restaurant to try a pancakes the presence of God just started to leak around in the atmosphere. That's not what it is, it's not the sensation I'm having. I want you just to see how the, it's tangible, it is on you. And this last week I can tell you the story. You're just leaning towards something. And then Bob and all of us, I mean, it was just something shifted, it's never gone back to an atmosphere change that has never gone back since then. Then Bob and, and, and Bob, they went down to Mexico to meet with about 2,500 young radicals and they met there together with him, but they hadn't even started and being able to, it starts to leak into that setting. They hadn't been to Toronto, these Mexicans, but the floor was covered. People were just taken up. faces started to shine, and all these miracles started to take place. And it was just a So we just started and things started to spread. And the reason I'm saying all of that, there was a season we had it and I was aching in my heart because I know this is what it's all about. And I've had the last six years, I spend my time investing in family investing in a culture that is changing culture, places that where we can host heaven, no longer just a visitation where the dove is visiting us and then we live with pigeons the rest of the week. (laughs) But where people are so sensitive to the dove that if... It's like for me, he taught me after my tumor and I almost died three years ago exactly, now in February, lost 46 pounds. But when I was laying there... Learned a lesson about the sensitivity. And God just says, I want you to, <laughs> when I came from there, I was going to minister in a place. And, and I know it was a little awkward because the kind of a setting was not like here. It was more a formal type of setting. And I ended up, and Papa just says, I want you just to lay down. And when they're coming up to introduce me, I just lie down. And the scripture verse that came to me, he makes me lie down in green pasture. whoa. So they are coming in and saying, well, today we have uh, Dr. Leif Hutland, He's in a... But I sense the spear says, I want you to lean back. And my papa, Jack Taylor, when I recovered, and I've shared a little bit of this story, but when I was recovering from my surgery, first place I went to was to my papa. So we were sitting in the living room in his condo, and he had brought a prophet, well, recognized prophet and a surgeon in to meet with me. And I didn't know the rhythm of heaven at the time, so I was just sitting there, and I was so weak, I'd lost 46 pounds. And I leaned forward, and when I leaned forward, they said it was like an anointing that came. But when I leaned back, the anointing was lifted, but it was a weight that came into the room. The glory came in. I didn't know I was doing it. I was just so weak. So they asked me a question. Just to be able to answer it, I had to use energy to lean forward. But then I got so weak, I just leaned back. And by the third time, the prophet says, Did anybody notice what just took place in the atmosphere in his living room? the glory just came back when he leaned back and I had all these staples that was just because I had this eight and a half inch scar and I was recovering from surgery from this very moment of uh, at an assembly of God pastors meeting and also in a church up in Iowa my spiritual son from the Philippines was doing my conference for me because I'm in recovery so I just leaned my hearts towards him I started just to think about him and as I leaned my hearts towards him right there in that setting six people saw me I I know this is stretching some people and I don't know what they saw because I was in Florida. But then we got the revelation there in Florida and then he has exactly the same revelation. I have the five pages, word for word, the same. He was thinking about his wife, not convenient relationship, but covenant relationship. He's thinking about his wife. His wife gets the same download. She is in Manila, Philippines or in Las Las Banas, Philippines. She writes exactly the same five pages, word for word, the same. And I'm like, what in, what's going on here, God? I mean, I'm So I, I'm learning, just learning to be very sensitive and say, steward. So in this setting, I'm laying on the floor. And then eventually, the, the, they've had kind of enough. Let's look at the watch here. The time is up. He's, he's, he, let's get his personal assistant, Leanne. Can you come up? So Leanne was going to go up and talk about some products, shared 15, 20 minutes. They thought I was going to recover. But the, it was just a dove giving me a little instruction. And I've decided I would rather be obedient to the dove but this was not the setting that is very popular because in this setting you lean forward and they knew that I can preach they know I can teach they know they were just waiting for because everybody has give me, touch me, bless me, fill me I'm in here for me instead of for Him and God says I want you to meet my needs the best thing about God is God not what He's going to do So if you just meet my need and my need is for you to rest and just be my little boy but it was awkward because i know now they're about to shut down the service and it was large group of people there with a more different setting and style more conservative pentecostal word of faith type of background wonderful people i I lean back there and then finally the senior pastor is going to walk by me is going to go up and just try to figure out what we're going to do next and the spirit says, "I want you just to touch his shoes as he's walking by me." As I did, it was like a sledgehammer—just boom! On a, it was just slam dunk. It from, in the next moment, some of the staff comes up to help, and boom! They went down. The next one, boom! Before you know this, about forty plat—forty bodies on the platform. Boom! Boom! It's like anybody that messes up my party, God says, "I'm." Uh, <laughs> Some of them understood and some didn't understand. The ones that understood then you have to value, they started again on the face of God and says, God is in the house. Other people they got a little offended. And sometimes God has to offend our minds so he can touch our hearts. So here we are in a in a setting, so finally I got the instruction of the dove I want you to go up. And I want you to do I have a new book called Seeing Through Heaven's Eyes that I really encourage you to do. To be able to get some four-dimensional glasses where you see everything from heaven's view. Why would you want to have black and white when you can get 4D? And it starts up, then there's in, then it's out, and then it's forward at the same time period. Anything that comes against you is an invitation for you to look up. What you are beholding is what you are becoming. And what you become is what you have authority you can leak and release. Automatically, if fear is coming against you, it is always an invitation for you to have an encounter with love. Not to do a word study on agape, eros, philia, storge. But for you to have an encounter with Him who is love. So who He is is what you become. And what you become now is what you can leak. You teach what you know, but you reproduce what you are. So we're standing up there, and I'm going up to the pulpit, and I'm a little... And then the Holy Spirit says, I want you to tell them the rhythm of heaven is in the waltz. And I told them, I mean, all these bodies is out, and the floor is covered here, and other people are sitting around mad or whatever. Actually, one guy is about to hit me in a few minutes. I still can see him when he takes and is about to knock me out a lot of action can happen when God shows up in church (laughs) (laughs) at least it's not boring by the way for some of you so here we are and i'm I'm starting there and and i said Can you feel it? So here now, no, you're gonna see. So what happened then? And nobody, I mean, so people are sitting around. I said, I need a worship team to come up and stop playing it. We're doing the second verse. We did it again. Ba-da-da-da-da. The third time I felt like, ooh, we're supposed to do it again. This is what the spirit I mean, here I'm supposed to be the teacher and the message. I mean, this is Sunday morning service. By the fourth time, it got me receive my love and then waves of love started to come in you lean back you receive you beholding, and you becoming you lean forward it's the rhythm then it was joy and waves of joy went out into the parking lot and people just then it was the next waves of peace and then healing started mass healing started then it was freedom Deliverance and we hear scream. One of the families that was very much against it, they stood back. They used four lettered words to describe this kind of a Norwegian. That's not very kind in church, by the way. But they came to the pastor's office the next morning and said, We need to get saved. This is God. These waves continue in the home. I am only explaining that because there's an act of obedience had nothing to do with a whole lot of other things than you're learning when to lean back. And when we lean forward, when we are tasting and seeing that he is good. Whoa. And it comes down. His goodness. And you overcome evil by good. And it is the goodness of God that leads to repentance. There's a goodness revolution coming to America. Whoa! We were heading uh, to the next place, and I-, I know some of you are waiting for me to open my Bible to make this meeting legal. I, I came to came to another place. Woos- we came to uh, Wooster, Ohio, and in one of the churches there, I'm up to about to stop preaching and teaching, and the Holy Spirit says, "I want you to be still." Uh, oh, you mean I'm going to teach about being still? No, be. It didn't say do anything, just be. Be still. Be still and know. Be still and know that I am. Just be. So I went up behind the pulpit and I stood leaning back. One minute was long. Two was long. Five was very uncomfortable. Ten, when people were looking at the watches, 15 minutes, about 18 minutes into it, one lady, she started to scream. The silence was broken. And she came up there, and she had had a metal piece that just disappeared in her foot. And from there, it started to get fun. I am saying that a lot of this was connected to what later on took place that you saw over on that video. It was all these acts of small things and we just went and did something that the father is doing. All little boys and girls. All what I do is what my papa is doing. All I say what my papa is saying. But if you are not sensitive to that dove and you do something that offends the dove and the next moment you're gonna stand there with pigeon and pigeon religion. Whoa! It's very dangerous in this season. Because the dove is very sensitive because when you're leaning back, that's the whole culture of just being. It says be fruitful, be. It didn't say do. You're not the human doing, but you're a human being. It says be. Be fruitful, be love, be joy, be peace, be. You don't have to do anything, just be. As I am, so are you. Whoa! Just be. Be love. Be joy. Be peace. Just be. So when we're learning how to lean back, what we have become now is what we can release. You cannot give something that you are not. And I'm saying that just to, we we just started out this year with, we, we came home again, and that's why I canceled when I was here. And it is such an honor to have both Terry and Mary here, friends from Fremont, and let's give them a good hand. Supernatural, God brought us together in the back row and. Toronto, and we were ending up we was going to greet one another, and there was things, but there was things there that all these things came to my mind. We started to do mind mapping before we came here, started to see all the things that Lord has spoken about California, the prophetic words and everything else. and I want us to capture this. This is so much on the heart of the Father because I know there are certain words about california i 'm saying even in the old covenant, in the old context. Automatically, when people think about San Francisco and around the world, I get very excited about San Francisco, by the way, because of the kind of business I'm in. I'm in a light business. But even if we want to go, if, if you want to stay in the Old Covenant, it's fine for me. But even there, let me give you an upgrade. If you want to be an Old Testament prophet, I want to give you an upgrade. Even in the Old Covenant... When God says, here's what I have to do, because I'm a holy God, I cannot handle it. And Abram says, oh, well, let's just gather a few righteous here. Because the problem is not the homosexuality. It's just, do we have enough righteous? We can change this environment. And that's the whole negotiation. It's an invitation. If I just have a few righteous, we can change what's going on over there. Whoa. If I have some lights, we can change darkness. We can change environment. You just have to see it Right. But as part of this training for reigning program that is happening in this season, and this is where I know I'm maybe chasing a little bit of rabbits, but there are some good rabbits. I just uh, don't want to kill them right now. I'm just sensing that we have to, we have to be priests on the inside so that we can be kings on the outside. And automatically when I'm recognizing what's going on in the Middle East and everything else and I see what they deserve and what are certain groups and some of the radicals, I automatically stand before my Papa as a beloved son and say, Papa, can you take this on me? Put this on me, what they deserve. I want to represent you towards them. And then I go to them and I say, excuse me, people, but I want to represent you. I'm going to love you on purpose. I'm going to be your representative before God that's the priestly realm that's a role that's intercession and we are changing environments with it because suddenly now we're starting to stand in a gap we're building a hedge we're filling a cup we're changing environments as we operate in the priestly and what we have now is we have a lot of lions on the outside but they're not lamb on the inside and Jesus was not just the lion of the tribe of Judah. He was also the lamb. Yeah. This is the genealogy of Jesus, Matthew 1.1. Now I use scripture. Oh. <laughs> the son of Abraham. Which is that? Isaac. Who's Isaac? The lamb. Lay down. <coughs> Sacrificial. The son of David. Who's David. Here you see the lion. There's 12 lions around. The kingdom, authority, lamb on the inside, lion on the outside. It's a culture that is changing culture. And if not, the people will not know the difference between the lion of the tribe of Judah and another lion that seek to whom it might devour. Because one lion, when it roars, it creates fear. The other one gathers the people around the roar and creates faith. We need to make sure we have the sensitivity of listening to the right roar. The rhythm started and I learned from my tumor with a scar every single day as I recovered. I want you to be very sensitive because son, I want you to lean back. So my spiritual Papa, every day we talk, his name is Jack, Jack Taylor. So we, we talk on the phone and I say, Papa, what am I supposed to do in the service today? He says, son, what do you feel like? To me? I say, I'm supposed to lean forward. I mean, well, let's do some healings, miracles, words, testimony. Let's do I'm just sensing that. And he said, lean back because you're comfortable leaning forward. You know how to do that, but you're not very good at doing nothing because in the nothingness, there is something and there is someone. It's called the hard work of rest. Because resting is receiving and resting is reigning. Out of rest, you're wearing the enemy out. Whoa! That's when there is a place in you where there is no storms. Whoa! That's when you can command to the storm that is around you because you have peace on the inside you. We just recognize we've had three meetings in the last two years. I'm just becoming a steward. The present just came in. We host heaven. Heaven came down and every cancer disappeared. Every blind eyes was open. Every tumor. Every every single one. And then the team, the ministry team with me, had 21 ministry team, we said, okay, here's... We had 3,000 some people who were going to pray. Where are the people? All of them are healed. 100% in three meetings. I'm not, we don't have it everywhere. But we have had three times now. And I want to find out what is taking place here when heaven comes down and in this kind of an environment. That even cancer, we saw it. I love the one story there about the breast cancer of the leader there of the security. And he is a businessman. He said a year before when the glory came on Monday at the Rock Church. He says, I was there and came up and says, I want to stand in the gap on my mother. He said, because my mother has breast cancer. The mother of Jason. And, and I'm saying this church here is a mega church. It is a different setting. My services, believe it or not, 25 minutes on Saturday night I preach. I know you believe in miracles. So I did it. <laughs> I had about 30 minutes on the first service, and I had uh, 28, 29 minutes in the second service. I have a clock telling me. We la- but we give him a taste to come back Sunday night, and then Monday night, whoa. And then the environment, and every year, upgrades. But what is taking place here that was so phenomenal was Jason said, just in this present, I was there and I got, the, my, my mother had breast cancer and I, I needed to do something. Let me just give you very quickly so you can see how quickly this is happening. So in this setting, he said, we were just right there and then, and I could feel that glory touch. When that weight came on me, I called mama and right then, and then she was hit and she's from a, in California. We are in Castro, Colorado. She get hit by the presence of God. She goes in and all the cancer is gone. She works in a school cafeteria somewhere in California. We just got the letter, Todd and I. I have the letter with me because I, I carry this stack of the testimony. But she just went in because she's a, in the public school system. She's a manager of the school cafeteria. She walks in, there's a lady there is about to do surgery to remove away her, both her breasts because of breast cancer. She's just coming in. By the time they're going in to do surgery, we are not even have the power of the testimony yet. It's the ricochet of something that's taking place. They're coming in and all the cancer is gone. They're moving into the next person that cancer has gone. On my way in the airplane here, and I don't want to mention a name, but one of the, it's going to be probably my next pastor and his wife. They just called where we are moving. And the wife just said, I'm sitting on the plane and just, I just got the report. And they said, it's only four out of 5,000 chances that it is not. I mean, the doctors have not been wrong. It's only been four cases out of 5,000. And it was breast cancer. So the chances were so slim. By the time I arrived, I just told the same story, just shared the story. And right there, and then she called right when we arrived here, within 24 hours, went just tested and totally healed. I like when we see environment like what you just saw up there. When we were there and Todd was there, we were standing up. And I'm saying that because I feel there's something that is pregnant. I want people to become impregnant with God. Suddenly now, the the big thing that I feel that has been my word for this season, I believe there's an upgrade in 2012. There's an upgrade. But here's the three areas the upgrade is going to come. Your identity, say what identity? Your dignity, say dignity. That is your value. Because you are very, very valuable. But if you do not know how valuable or you're not knowing how to add value, you're coming here to get value. So you're going to have an upgrade in your value, so you can add value. You can go into school, a classroom setting. And the picture that I got was I was in a church in Alabama, and then suddenly I watched in a parking lot all these older cars that came in, and they squeezed in, and they bumped open, and it was old, older cars that didn't have a whole lot of value, rust and scars and scratches. It was not that very pretty. And then suddenly I saw later on a black Corvette convertible, brand new, 20-inch chrome wheels in the back, 19 inch in the front I hear the sound of the V8 coming into the parking lot and I suddenly realized, whoo! what's happening here but he was wise he didn't squeeze in between these cars he parked a little further apart I watched him and his movement boop pushed the button and the alarm system went on and then the Holy Spirit just reminded me he says uh, did you notice now that the average car in this parking lot just double in average value because of this one car The average value of the combined parking lot doubled when one car came in. I want you to tell the different people how valuable they are. And I want them to know that they are not an old clunk, and That's why they treat themselves and they don't love themselves better. And I'm not there to fix some scratches and scars and just put on a new hubcap. I'm there to give them a brand new identity, a new car and value upgrade and i tell you something we the enemy and you know it in 2011 if i did a survey here i've done it now all over 80 percent of the people in last year there's three things the enemy has gone after your identity your dignity that's your value and your dreams that's the three things that the enemy he is a thief who comes to kill steal and destroy what is he trying to steal our identity who you are and whose you are he's trying to steal your Value and devalue you. Any sin issues that you have in a congregation or in your life is just a devalue issue. And Lucifer was the first one devaluing himself. And he left with one third of the angels eventually when he was trying to get something from God because of his own devalue. And then he came into the garden and he devalued. But it was a value issue. If you have an A plus on your report card... And understand that Jesus took your F and gave you his A+. Plus. And that's who you are. Congratulations. It's not just that he loves you. He likes you. He delights in you. You're his happy thought. And I've said it over and over this weekend, but I feel since there's so many new people, I have to say it again. Jesus didn't die on the cross to make you valuable. He died on the cross because You are valuable. Father sent His only begotten Son to restore and to bring back something that is very, very valuable. And there was something in you, even before you were in your mother's womb, He knew you. So who were you before you were in your mother's womb? There was a world changer and a history maker in each one of us. 50 million sperm cells all of an erase towards a dropping egg cell and you won the race. Give yourself a good time. Congratulations, you won the race. You started out as a winner and you're going to end up as a winner. In Africa, they sing Jesus is a wiener. But- you are a winner, and Jesus is a winner. And what happened is, the beautiful part is that the upgrade in identity, dignity, and dreams. We have now done the whole month of January all over the country. But we started to see some tremendous. I mean, in my life, every area has double. But let me explain how I got into this very quickly. And then, But here is the thing. we I was actually in Kabul. Where is... Uh, you're sitting right on the front. We were in Cabo St. Lucas, and I was doing a meeting with a friend of mine named Lance Walno, and it was primary businessman. And I don't know if you remember that, but he stole my iPhone. I was just sitting having lunch with Lance, and somebody walked back and took my iPhone and ran away. And it was like, somebody stole my iPhone. Afterwards, we went to Cuba, and I have a nice bag with me. There they stole my bag, and in my bag was my Bible. It was my memory stones from my past, which is very precious. You cannot replace them. All these supernatural I right? had gemstones and feathers, all kinds of things I carry with me, just to remind about some of the science that is supposed to make me wonder all the time. Because I like to live in wonder. But then they stole also my iPad. And they stole ten thousand dollars and hundred dollar bills that were supporting my ministries. And it was all kinds of other things. And then when we left here, I came back home and somebody had done an identity theft and they stole my credit cards online and and suddenly charged my, and before you knew it, I can be honest with you, for a moment, I almost had a bad hair day. (laughs) Almost, until eventually I got this thing that I'm sharing with you, the very upgrade. Say the word upgrade. So I could consider it all joy when these trials comes against you. Wow. Consider it all joy when these trials comes against you. How can you consider it joy when trials comes against you? Because everything that the enemy was going after is connected with destiny. The reason the serpent has bitten you in certain area is because there is a destiny over your life. So when there is a Moses, a deliverer, guess what the enemy is going to go after? All the baby boys, we need to stop them because there's going to be a deliverer. When there's coming Jesus as a savior, he's going to stop. Even the whole abortion debate is pretty much going into the enemy knows the destiny of this next generation that is going to fulfill the great commission. And he knows that he's trying to go after it. The serpent goes after destiny. But any area where the serpent has bitten me from tumors to broken neck, to broken back, to is where I have the greatest authority. So when I realized this, first of all, my wife didn't want me to get a new iPhone. So now I got upgraded an iPhone. I got home. I got me a new iPhone. The better. The iPad one, my children were smiling and said, well, daddy, soon the iPod two is coming out and you were probably just, buy another one i said no god is going to give me just watch and they were kind of my daughter who is 15 she kind of smiled in the car and she's like yeah you i know your daddy and she knows me i would but now i had to show instead the phone rings right there and i'm sitting in the car and somebody calls me and say hello and i don't want to mention the name but it's a businessman and he says Hey, I just was thinking about you. I'm just ordering me the new iPad 2. Do you have it yet? Have you ordered it yet? I said, no, I haven't. But excuse me, let me put my phone on speakerphone because I have my daughter here. (laughs) So my daughter got to hear, well, okay, I'm ordering I'm buying wood. So let's go to Hawaii, meet in Hawaii. So we went to Hawaii and he came there with an iPad 2 in Hawaii. On March 25th of last year. So now we start. So every single thing. And all the memories stored not the past memory. He says, I'm going to give you an upgrade. New memories of what I'm going to do in the future. Whoa. So every single thing. The enemy, I have a new bag. The, everything that I had was double of what I had before. So when Job blessed his friends, Job 42.10, God restored double of what he had. That's when you start to bless your friends. And who's the friends? The very one that marked what he enemy was doing but when job blessed his friend he marked them for blessing God restored double came in so here's what I'm saying is the whole way of thinking is soon as fear comes against me it's an invitation for me to have an experience with love so who he is is what I'm becoming and what I'm becoming I am releasing Everything that comes against me is an invitation for me to have an encounter with something opposite that you will find in the nature of God, so that who He is, is what we are becoming. So when the enemy is attacking me with a tumor and is trying to kill me, guess what, what we're going after. And that's what we're hearing now, all his testimony. Wow. So consider it all joy when these trials comes against you because enemy. So I actually was going through this whole process last year. And it was almost like, well, and I told my wife, I had this one week and there was no severe attack in a whole week. And it was almost a boring week. (laughs) Because if God is going to use all things out for good, say all things. things. So if there's nothing bad, what is he going to use for good? (laughs) To lead to my upgrade. Because I'm thinking automatically, as soon as you come enemy, what else are you going to come up with creative things? Because I'm going to find something in the nature of God that is opposite to anything. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus always comes to give life and life abundantly. Upgrade as a result of what a thief is coming for. That's John 10.10. 10, I'm going to spend 10 more minutes on these three chairs. In the world right now, 7 billion people, and then we're going to, we just did this with a businessman, named Cabo Lucas, and Blaine was there, and my friend Lance, and we just demonstrated, and I just sat in this chair, and the glory came down, and over these businessmen, and we had a, wow, wonderful time, I have a memory stone, this rose gold watch, because one of them just had to create a miracle, the spine just, room. and he came up afterwards, and he told owns an engineering company and he just gave me this nice little watch as a memory so it's good with memory stones I wore it as a memory of him and to create a miracle in Cabo St. Lucas but these three cheers I just wanted to put the 10 minutes language together because it's going to help and the children can come in and hang out and it's wonderful uh, as I say we, we don't have devotion before 3 in the morning so we get to be we have plenty of time just joking for some of you that can <laughs> This is chair number one. Which chair is this? Uh, help me. This is chair number one. one. This is chair number two. two. This is chair number three. three. If I describe the whole world now with seven billion people in this world into a category, everyone in this room, you're living your life out of one of these three chairs. Chair number one is the spirit for life. Say, spirit for life. Spirit. Chair number two is the soulish life. Say, soulish life. Soulish life. Uh, chair number three is also the soulish life. Say, soulish life. Oh. That means the people living in these two chairs are ruled by their emotion, will, mind, and personality. Is what I feel. I think. I, me, me. Touch me, bless me, fill me, 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 me. Here it is. Baba. If you're living in chair number one, let me just be very quick here. You are saved. Say the word saved. Chair number two, you are saved. Say the word saved. Chair number three, you are lost. Say the word lost. Lost. If you live in chair number one, the supernatural is natural. If you live in chair number two, the natural is natural. And you're going to find out when it comes to the same thing is in chair number three. Here is in this chair. And I'm going to just very quickly give you one and a half billion Muslims lives in this chair. one billion and fifty million Hindus. 625 million Buddhists. Half of the church in America, according to Billy Graham, living a life in conflict in chair number three. They do not know Jesus. Only... 9% 9% of all the believers in America has a worldview from a channel of one perspective only 9% and it's part of my whole seminar that we are doing right now because we want to give an upgrade in worldview so we can see things from heaven's view so why we don't see how big Goliath is but how big God is we don't see Islam as a problem but as a promise Let me just use some time on these two chairs, because the biggest hindrance for the wall right now, that this tidal whale of tsunami love that is about to touch the wall. There's a big shaking going on. The wall is being shook. So the only thing that is unshakable is going to stand. There is a place in the middle of it where you can be, but why would you be in this chair? I had somebody said he's about to shake the hell out of me. I said, "Why would you want to have hell in it anyway? Let go of it, get over it. Why don't you want to have a little heaven when it shakes? That comes out of you." But here's here's what I'm interested in, and I didn't use that as a curse. What I'm used to it as an illustration. Of somebody that feel like they went into the very core of darkness that was being exposed in the middle of the shaking and this is the terminology the person was using a nice believer actually pastor but if you are living in Chernobyl one let me give you the language this is the kingdom Adam and Eve in this wonderful place you're hearing his voice say "Hearing hearing his voice that's a prophetic culture you are seeing his face say seeing his face You're feeling his love. Say feeling his love. Experiencing his presence. And you're living in his pleasure. Seeing his face. Hearing his voice. Feeling his love. Perfect love takes away all fear. So there's a fearless culture. It's a church in this chair. A family in this chair. A business in this chair. And I could just go on. But in this place, this environment. Whoa. And I really do believe this is a scripture verse that God is just messing with me right now in this season. John 17, 24. I've used it over and over again, but I can't get over it. First, Jesus says, Father, Father, I desire. Father, I desire. And then verse 26. That the love, Father, that you have bestowed upon me. Father, the way that you have loved me. That love. It's going to be in them. and I in them. That very perfect love that your Father has loved me. And the world is going to see that we are His disciples by the way we love one another. <laughs> Creation right now is moaning and groaning for the very manifestations of the sons and daughters of God. Yeah. So the world is crying, We are the sons! We are the daughters! But what we have been living is we come here we have a dove in worship. And the next moment we go out in the tra- parking lot. Somebody parked right there in front of me. The dove is gone. Pigeons. Or we are here and let's, hey, let's go over to the restaurant and get us some pancakes after the meeting. I mean, this preacher preached a little bit long. so. And then the waitress, she maybe have had a bad hair day. And now the very voice that you have heard is has gone before in a moment because the way they view her was a little bit different. You, you, you lost your love glasses. And then here you are. Now suddenly there's frustration, irritation and everything. And that's what they're seeing. And then we go back again because we repent. We get back in the penthouse where we belong. So we repent and from this penthouse perspective we see things differently. We get to hear his voice, and wow, Papa, I love to hear your voice, because right here there was another voice too, and it was, hey, did God really say? It was the first liberal theologian. But when you no longer can see his face, you can no longer hear his voice, you can no longer feel his love, now you feel fear. Worry, anxiety, guilt, loneliness, escaping system, and pain seeks pleasure. That's why we have six out of ten of the men of the Spirit-filled leaders in America that have pornography problem. Because pain seeks pleasure. Because if you live in this chair right here for a little bit, and there's pigeons all around, and you can no longer eat from the tree of life, you're eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. whatever issues you have. And then you devalue yourself. And then the enemy comes. Psst. And you don't know if this God's voice. I can no longer see his face. And when I'm looking in the mirror. I cannot see the reflection of my papa. I can no longer feel his love. So I have all these love deficits. And then I'm looking for love in all the wrong places. I cannot experience in his presence. So. Now in the next moment, I'm creating an environment where the world is influencing me more than I'm influencing the world. And in this environment, it is an environment where you're burning up your oil and you eventually start to burn flesh. And as a result, you're not able to burn brightly without burning out. And the world is looking for wise virgins that have oil in their lamps. You will be like an eagle that is losing some feathers, so you flap instead of soaring. And you were created to soar in the heavenly, to see the invisible, to do the impossible. Because you are an eagle. You're not a chicken. You're not a vulture. You're not a parrot. So back to this very simple, basic. This is what we have been interested in. We've experimented with this all over the world. Started with just getting some people in this chair that can live the normal Christian life. That's what Adam and Eve had before the fall came in. They were able to hear his voice prophetic culture. They were able to see his face. The people of presence. Oh, you are so beautiful. <laughs> this is this one thing I desire. This one thing that I long for. I just want to dwell in the presence of the Lord. Six years ago, I was stuck in chair number two for five months and I couldn't get the dove back. I was going through the dark night of the soul. And I didn't know how much I missed the dove. Night and day I cried, but the dove wouldn't come. There was no presence. I couldn't hear his voice. I couldn't see his face. I couldn't feel his love. I couldn't experience his presence. And there was no pleasure. And five months, every day, night, fasted, cried out, nothing happened. When the dove came back, I realized it's the most valuable. And I want to walk in such a way talk in such a way be very very sensitive because in a matter of a moment I can offend his dove and I remember how much I missed it some of you are missing the dove not just for the dove to visit but the biggest key for the dove to stay and I've shared this with the leadership this weekend the biggest secret for the dove to stay is to have the affirmation of the father if you don't have the affirmation of the Father, that was the secret of Jesus. The dove came not just to visit, but it remained there for the next three years because he had the voice of the Father saying, You are my, and you're my beloved. You're my beloved son, or you're my beloved daughter. I love you. I am well pleased with you. The pleasure of the Father. When you, whoa, hearing that voice, the dove comes. <laughs> Here I am, your favorite one. Whoa. I am yours. I'm your beloved. I'm your beloved son, Laith. Baba, you love me and you're well pleased with me. In that very atmosphere and setting, the dove comes and now I can lean with a dove. Then I can say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. If the enemy comes, bring me into the wilderness to be tested, the test is going to be, well, if you are a son, turn this rock into bread. If you are a son, I know who I am, and I know whose I am. I am His, and I'm His beloved. I'm His beloved. Whoa! And you know, automatically, when you just lean there, environment starts to change. You're my, and you're my beloved. Just stand up for a second. I just release, just touch my hand. We're going to pour this love into that very root area. There it comes, just let the love go. there it is. the twelve year old boy, the love is just touching the twelve year old boy the father 's love. whoa, there it is. Feel the papa. he says, "I love you, son i 'm proud of you. whoa, i 'm so glad that you're mine you 're my beloved son, whom I am well pleased. This is the key to cheer number one living. Bring that into the marriages. Whoa. Let's stand to our feet. And I know this is just was a very simple. But let us can we remove chair number two out of here? Yes. Let's move it out because we don't need this in this community any longer. Here's the picture. There's a wall right here. The Muslims, the Hindus, the Buddhists, the atheists, the drug addicts, whatever it is, or the people that is caught up in religion or churchianity or anything. But here we are. Beloved sons and daughters with a dove. Whoa! Father, I just want to release right now any tumors or cancers, also, I just command any cancer to be gone right now in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to just release some waves now on love to take away fear. Because when love moves in, fear moves out. So be ready. Just, I want you to do it would be just lean forward a little bit and then lean back. Just feel it. There it comes. Whoa! Lean forward. Whoa! And then lean back. I feel it. We're just about to send some wave Changing atmosphere, environments. Whoa, just starts. Whoa, just lean. Just lean. Just start a little bit more. Waves of love just going deep into the... Whoa, the love deficit is there. Just let her love. Baba, Baba. Oh, I see. Let the waves go. Father, just let the waves of your love just continue. Let it go deeper. Lean forward. Lean back. Let waves go. Bum Just feel it. Just feel it. The fear. Just feel it, let it flow in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let it flow more. Let the waves let it go up and down. Whoa. More. Be free. Son, just look at me. Be free. Be free. Just be free. Just more. Just let the waves continue. Waves of whoa. Goodness. Waves of whoa. Waves oh waves, just let them continue twenty-four hours you're gonna feel them. oh wow little girl, just all over the place more, more, more we're just going to continue this, just to get the atmosphere whoa <laughs> Just rest in it. Let me hear you sing. Come on. Whoa. Feel the love. Just let it flow. Whoa. Whoa. Just hold out your hand. Just hold out your hands for a second. I just I'm just sensing now that and one of the reasons we did that, there's gonna be a stillness coming in now. And it's gonna going into any of the black hole that we have in our soul. Job said the very thing that I fear came against me. The very thing I fear came against me. I'm going to release love now into the deepest root area in your life. And love is going to going in. Whoa, just feel. It's releasing right now.
1: Todd.
0: Just just continue. Just wait here now. Just wait in the stillness. You're going to start to feel it. It's going to start to be... Whoa. First it's going to be waves of love. Then it's going to be light and then light. The Father says, I'm going to come with love. Papa's love. The Daddy's love. Whoa! A perfect love. Then the, Jesus says, I'm going to come with light into the darkest areas. And then the Spirit is going to come with life. And it's going to release life and life abundantly. Bless you. Ba, da, 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 da. Feel it. Bum, bum. Sure. More. Let the weight of your glory just come. The weight of your goodness and the kindness. Surely goodness and kindness shall follow you all the days of your life. Whoa. Just expect the goodness. Ba, da, da, da. The love. Let it flow up and down. You're gonna feel these waves and it goes up. There it comes and it comes down. Oh. Oh, there comes another wave. Feel it. Just feel it. It's just coming to be rest now. Do you feel that? There's the hard work of rest. It's coming on you. Let it love. Take the love deficits. There it is. Whoa. Let it go deeper. I just saw Papa. The picture I saw of you, you stepped up on Papa's shoes and he started to swirl you around in a dance. Oh, 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 oh. And he takes you up high, but he's swollen with you. It was a perfect love and there was a, un- a union taking place. It was like a unity. Wow. But it was also joy in the dance, joy back again to you. After the sunset, there is a sunrise. After the winter season, springtime is coming. And I just release, Father, that any area where the serpent has bitten daddy's little girl. I seen the Papa stepping between the serpent and his little girl. And he says, you mess with the wrong girl. Whoa. You mess with the wrong girl. And the very thing that she is carrying <laughs> is going to be the biggest threat to the serpent's head. So just release right now, Father, that any of the poison that the enemy was trying to coming in. And Whoa. But I thank you, Father, that you are good, Papa. You step in between the serpent and his little girl and say, this is my little girl. This is my daughter. And she is a beloved daughter. And I love her. She is very, very valuable. And you messed with the wrong girl. Double. restore. There comes. Take it. Whoa. Just drink. Oh, here's a beautiful sun. Whoa. <laughs> Father, just all over this place, let's just waves and waves of liquid love just flow. Baba. We just, uh, he's just massaging our hearts a little bit here. So, whoa. We're going to get our off. Just feel it, son. Take him up higher. Take him up. whoa, whoa. Whoa. Some of you can just feel, let it go, let it love going into the deepest heart, the pain. We're going to get an upgrade. Let it just let love go deeper. So I'm going to release this. This is a, a warmer love. The first one is, but this one is just like a heat, warm. Just feel it. There it is. Feel. I'm taking you back to the 11-year-old girl and I poor love. There you feel. Yeah, that's okay. Just go there now. There it is. And just let the love flow. Love knows all things. Love never fails. I mean, love always wins. So don't be afraid. There it is. Just feel it. There you are, that girl. Whoa. Uh, Upgrade. (laughs) Whoa. Shoo. Father, just even ask that the the love now is just going to start to bring healings. Whoa. (laughs) Healings. Baba. More. Whoa. Just start to sense the present is coming in here and it starts to linger. The dove, when the dove is here, things is happening. That's when we can start to decree and declare what's in heaven on earth. Father, here we are to worship. Here we are to bow down. Here we are to say that you are our God. Whoa, you are so beautiful. You are so beautiful. You are so beautiful, Papa. You're full of compassion. You're so full of kindness. You're so full of love. You're always full of mercy. When I'm looking at your face, Papa, your face is full of joy. Whoa! This is called fruitful thinking. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. This is how Papa looks like. Full of love. Whoa! As I am, so are you. You are full of love. I release the fullness of love to flow into you, little girl. There it is. Just take it. Baba, baba, just take it. (laughs) You're very valuable, the dreamer. I release the dreams that is in you. Hope deferred, made a heart sick. But when you start to dream again, whoa, there it comes. This passion is the tree of life. Just receive it. Identity. Oh, there it is. Just let it go. (laughs) 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 Baba. Just let it flow. Baba. (laughs) Baba. (laughs) Baba. (sighs) Baba. (laughs) Some of you are going to be taken off the performance treadmill. I want you to see chair number one. You are living from God. Chair number two, you are living for God. Chain number one, you're living from inheritance. Chain number two, you were living for inheritance. Chain number one, you were living from fullness. Chain number two, you were living from measure. Would you like Chain number two out of your life where we can hear his voice and we can see his face? Can we just surrender to love? That's what it is. It's the super glue that's going to hold a dove there. Would you like that super glue? (laughs) Father, we just now come and we surrender to love. We surrender to love. We surrender to love. And I want you to go going up and sing a little bit. Can we take a little bit of love songs? And then we just let Papa love on us for a little bit. I'm just sensing around there's a few more freedom that is coming. Whoa, there it is. Take him up, Papa. There it is. Just take it. Yeah. Baba. <laughs> it says, Baba. Oh. Baba. Whoa. <laughs> just, you're going to send it. It's going to wait. We just, just take our time enjoying his present. Whoa. Father, we just, uh, I just, Father, I just come. <sighs> Let healing starts to flow. The fire of God just starts. Whoa, yeah, there it is. You can feel it on your head. The fire. We created miracle. Touch rubble.